again a pleasure talking to you in this episode as always this will be free form listeners all of this is unscripted we literally are rambling on before we jump into the discussion may we start with some interesting audience reactions first of all i did not expect reactions to be honest some of them are extremely interesting and people seem to resonate with some of the things that we are saying at least the folks who have responded So thank you for that thanks for continuing to listen one of the audience reactions were identity loss how we tie our identity to the workplace or the kind of work that we do and how when that is sort of pulled off that can shake the foundation so that was interesting the other interesting comment that i heard you know maybe this should be called a workosophy or lifeosophy or philosophy versus just entrepreneurship because i think many of these things are broader than just entrepreneurship we'll continue rambling on and if it means that it's applicable to beyond what we are talking about more power to it so with that i have a question for you do we know the profile of our listeners it's actually a combination of tech and non tech folks with a skew towards technical folks it's a combination of corporate and uh, entrepreneurs actually geo wise it's actually fairly distributed there are a lot of listeners from india but also europe and the us and i think you you said the right thing entrepreneurship might be a a poor situation where you have to face your fears but sometimes it is imposed on you through layoffs so some of the struggle i can see how would resonate with people who are going through extreme life events layoffs are very destabilizing for our minds now absolutely the first question i have been wondering and this was posed uh, to me uh, by my partner and it, we were just pondering and she was asking hey, do we do anything just for fun anymore just for the fun of it with no ulterior motives there's no end game do we do anything like that like we used to do in, in our childhood and i was thinking about it and it's actually an interesting question are those the inspired moments are those the things that actually sort of give rise to that joy that you want to feel where you really are sort of internalizing who you are and what you want to do and do we have enough of those moments or do we have any of those at all in our workplace anymore or when we are doing entrepreneurship or working so I thought I'll start with that question as a any thoughts on that from your perspective. I know you speak about inspired moments yeah. all the time. Yeah. I think there is it never leaves us. The only difference I see between now and before is that it gets drowned out in the noise of life where we put so many conditions beyond those moments. Inspirations are they don't change. and inspirations always make you excited about the possibility and the joy arrives at you without any condition as a child none of the baggage was there so you did what you inspired to do and never asked the question was it the right thing to do could i have done better you just did it and you wrap that up and you 
wake up the next morning and repeat that process. In adulthood, what is remarkably consistent about our lives, we do so much analysis beyond the performance that drowns out the joy that we feel in doing the thing. And so I think the real question is, where are these questions coming from? And why can't we just simply do things? So I don't think the inspiration has changed. I don't think it has stopped arriving. Uh, it's the noise, the signal to noise ratio that is causing all the problems. That's what I would say. <laughs> Got it. It's a luxury. We think it is a luxury, at least, because of the forced conditioning of where we are, the society, the workplace, and the performance reviews, all that baggage, the set of conditions that uh, you want to be placed within. So how do we cultivate or how do we even, how do we expose those yeah. and expose I, more of those in the workplace or during uh, during entrepreneurial exercise? So I had a low moment day two days ago. And I think there's a undercurrent to our existence. We are very social animals. So if there has to be some form of assurance coming from people outside of us. And I think that's where every time I fall off, I go off the rails. It's always that desire for assurance. And to say that I'm okay, that I'm worth something, meaning to my life coming from outside. And the moment you open that door, you start signing up for things that create those questions that you ask. Performance review, right? We sign up for a job because the job gives us meaning, gives us a social circle, gives us daily validation that supposedly fills the gap, the hollowness we feel inside. But then the price you pay is now your inspirations, your true inspirations are getting evaluated through the metrics that are not yours. And when it is in tandem, everything feels awesome because you get the validation, you're doing the inspired work. But the problem comes when you go out of resonance. Now, one thing is very natural to you. Inspiration is always you. But then the conditions that are put on you to, to be accepted in a group, that is start to fight your inspiration. And now you're living in a very chaotic mindset. Those moments create all kinds of low points for me. Whenever I get into this question, I know this, what we have built is the best thing I know. It just from pure first principle knowledge that I have gathered. But when nobody uses it or when you don't get feedback, it is a very, very debilitating emotional uh, whip. That is a force that sort of causes problems. I experience that all the time. And when I don't have that need, then everything is like blissful. I don't even know why it comes back. I often feel like I have escaped that and then I get pulled back in big time. I have now started to sort of realize not to even fight that low point. Maybe that is also part of the flow. Being addicted to feeling high and peaceful, that is also a form of addiction, right? Maybe the cosmos has feeling low is also part of your existence. Why fight that? Maybe that? Because you know all this and yet it is happening. So why is it happening? So there is that angle. I do not know, uh, but it does happen. So answer your question. I feel if we do not need validation in any form, everything is wonderful. It's when we need somebody else to say we are okay. Nine, what do you think? This is especially interesting given the construct of entrepreneurship, right? Because entrepreneurship in some ways 
is literally asking for the approval of customers, right? <laughs> so it's, totally it's, agree. it almost feels that it's diametrically opposite to the inspiration yeah. that actually gave rise to the entrepreneur. I want yeah. to do things uh, yeah. my own way translates to, oh shit, I still need to get the approval of others. This sort of draws me back to tangential anecdote, which is, again, I go back to Ramana Maharishi. One of the folks came to him and asked him, how do like enlightened souls see the world around them, see society and see the world around them? And Ramana Maharishi immediately came out and said, I see the world just like you guys see it, except that I see only things that are there Whereas you guys actually see more than what is there. Interesting way of thinking about things, right? Which is, if we divide the world up into, you know, we literally chop the world into pieces through our senses. And so if you're able to somehow reconcile and understand or at least internalize the entrepreneurship journey as a whole, which is kind of where you're getting to, I think, which is like, hey, the highs and lows are part of the journey. Customer approval and customer denial are part of the journey. And the whole is exactly yeah. what we're experiencing. Maybe that's one way to sort of... Yeah, feel not and it's practical as well. Sometimes you're feeling lows and then your next four days, you're feeling bad about feeling low. So first <laughs> you fell low <laughs> because it creates, it's inconsistent with your philosophy. You know, so now you're thinking, why did that happen to me? What I'm thinking is if you stop fighting these things and let things happen, nothing is ever in contradiction. Flow with the river. That perhaps gives me more peace of mind. That way I allow myself to feel sad, uh, allow myself to feel angry. All emotions have its place. Sometimes negative emotions motivate me. Maybe that's how cosmos wants me to do something and it just induces uh, some anger and, and it gets you fired up. I mean, after all, we're just agents, right? So maybe that's how the knobs are turned. I feel like it might be practical to just let these things happen and not create a very sanitized view of life has to be only these things. And certain other emotions are taboo. Again, I do not, that, that's where I am, right? We have talked about this in a different context where I'm not supposed to be feeling sad or bad because I'm supposedly this person who understands things better, right? <laughs> and right. in fact, that that is even without even knowing who we are, right? I mean, forget about, you know, what we are feeling. I think who am I is a, still, a, still a bigger question that we're still pondering over. So it's two levels removed. Who am I? What are the feelings? And I'm not supposed to be feeling this. And then that causes the, <laughs> that causes an interesting loop that you're talking about. Is it okay? I'm not supposed to be feeling that. And then you think about that for three, four days, um, which is interesting. It almost becomes an exercise in itself. That's right. <laughs> and to your point about being sort of that leap, being thrashed around in a fast-flowing stream, that's the analogy many parts across the world use. Maybe switching back, rambling number two, right? I was also thinking about these, for whatever weird reason, I was thinking about mandalas. Just for listeners who might not know, mandalas are these elaborate, uh, intricate designs 
that are laid out, that are drawn, that are made with colored sand, etc. And uh, it's famous in a lot of the Eastern religions, including Hinduism, Buddhism, and you know, Shintoism, etc. And I was thinking about Mandela because job felt like that, where I had this opportunity to sort of very carefully construct the Mandela, not, not fully though, where you're blowing sand into this and you're getting this project set up. You've, you know, ultimately the whole thing would look brilliant. And then suddenly a wind blows. Some other yeah. wind comes and blows it off. Right? That's how it felt like. Yeah. So uh, you, you always talk about that huge, big red reset button in the corporate world. Talk a little bit about that, but also, is there an entrepreneurship equivalent to that? There are. Right? We know. We know that there are, uh, yeah. and then how that contrasts or are similar to that experience. The reset button is huge. I think. I think it's a trade-off that you have when you get the job security. You also get with the job security this override button. The trade-off is real, and as you said, even in entrepreneurship. There is a reset all the time in terms of opportunity cost, market timing. In fact, you don't control many of these things. But what is different in entrepreneurship in terms of reset, you can go on until you run out of gas. So if you feel I can try this another iteration, another, another pivot, I can wait six more months and you think market will align with the vision you have, you can do that. You bear the cost. But you can do that. In companies, they feel very arbitrary. And in fact, they feel almost punitive, which is at times, in fact, most times, which is why big companies tend to lose their edge. Most times, the best ideas get punished because they don't, they are not always profitable in the short and medium term for the companies. These are the projects that get shut down. And these are the people who are doing it are the most passionate and the most entrepreneur-like inside the company. So it's almost like double whammy. But then you don't have to go out to raise money. You do have people on the team. So there's, it's always there's a trade-off there. I, to your point, it does exist. For getting a control a little bit on the entrepreneurship side, you do pay. So choice is all out. If we go into free world route, there's a choice that we make. And then we sort of live with the consequences of that. Got it. Maybe last topic for this episode. Before we get a you have have a long career, uh, done so many projects. What have you seen personally and what do you think about the effect these research have on the morale, people who actually are very talented? Yeah, clearly the reset buttons affect different people differently, needless to say. And that's such a generic statement, uh, right? But to your point, I think the reset button actually affects the passionate risk taker who really wants to push the boundaries for the company the most. Because by the nature of it, they're actually putting their career almost in line and knowingly so, right? They become the most affected, but in some ways also the not most affected because they do understand that they're also putting their career uh, in line and they are the most passionate about this. There's a sadness associated with that reset more than the vindictiveness piece, right? Which is like, hey, how come they're not seeing this? For whatever reason, it could be fantastic business reasons. It could be the right short-term thing to go do. But I think it certainly has multiple risk factors associated in the longer term. 
and that, that's true for all big companies. Uh, I don't think any big company has, has actually uh, interestingly escaped this notion. Yeah. I don't think yeah. they have figured it out quite yet. And that might be a broader question. Just yesterday, I was listening to a most recent episode on uh, Metaverse podcast. There's an engineer, a uh, principal engineer out of Epic Games who worked on uh, Nanites, the big release the Unreal Engine had three years ago. And they gave him like two years of don't disturb him kind of time. And in that two years, he made the magic happen. I mean, bravo to Epic Games and, and the team that to have that wisdom that this is going to be game defining on internet. And, and they did it. And he could very well not be given that opportunity, thinking there's always this, and he was describing how years before that, there's always something else that we had to do. And, and it was hard for him to then build the whole thing out very well. So when it happens, it can be game-changing, and it happens. NVIDIA does it. Google has done it. Interestingly, ties the conversation back very nicely, which is a question that we ask, do we do anything just for the fun of it anymore? And are there spaces within companies to go do that or within entrepreneurship exercises to go do that? That's a case in point right there. And to quote an example, I had the uh, good fortune and the opportunity to go do that at Intel where we went and created a cricket bat sensor out of out of nothing. That was purely a passion project where I was chided quite a bit for watching hours and hours of TV during my childhood. But that's exactly what the inspiration was for that project. Maybe maybe we can bake the broadcast a bit more interesting. And uh, there is a product out there now that consumers and broadcasts are actually using. So there is something to be said for doing things just for the fun of it, out of which interesting things can come. And how do we create those white spaces? Yeah. Not only yeah. during times of yeah. economic well-being, but also during downturns. That's a good rounding off point, uh, Ajay. <laughs> you know, I think we'll wrap this episode with that and then yes. continue to ramble on like we always do. That's right. That's right. Next episode, what we can talk about is pivots. I know okay. you went through one recently. So yes. maybe maybe we should talk about from reset to pivot. What are the things yeah. that one should think about? So with that, yeah. here Absolutely. is and uh, Ajay signing off. All right, until next time. Thank you. Bye.